Cutting for Sign with Ron Cecil and Daniel Pinnertwine. The bad white men call him the devil. The Yavapai call him eyes like the sky. Welcome to Cutting for Sign. Ron Cecil here. As always. <laughs> Daniel Penner Klein. <laughs> Daniel Penner Klein. <laughs> Dan. So I checked in with you. You and I, this episode is going to be about checking in, which we will define yeah. in a moment. Um, and what that looks like. Maybe we should just define it right now, actually, so that there's not pe- folks aren't trying to put the pieces together. Define it and then we're gonna do it, right? And then we're gonna do it. Um, yeah. So when did we start doing this? Like I think it was in. a slow, it, what do they call it? It was a soft opening. You yeah, know what I mean? It, yeah. it just, it, next thing you knew, we, next thing you knew, we, we noticed we had been doing it for a while. Yeah. So I don't really know, but it's certainly grown out of the last two years. And it's become a little bit of a formal way of you and I speaking together, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And, yeah. and a pretty consistent way of starting most of our days. Yeah. So you and I have been friends for more than a decade. Yeah. And we've always felt this draw to be friends. We've ha- we've yeah. we have had a kind of connection where it's easy for us to go deep pretty quickly. Yeah. But for a variety of reasons, both in our control and out of our control, like we just didn't have the kind of friendship we wanted for a long time. I'd say proximity, you know, wanting to hang out more and, and some of that was stages of life and different things. Um and then maybe 2 years ago, about the time you started, um, a little bit more than that, we, you know, we started, we're doing some dancing together. You were coming over here, showing my wife and I how to dance. Uh, we're just trying to find way more ways of doing life together. Right. We tried that for years, man. Remember it would, I would literally not run into you. So this podcast is, is also kind of about friendship. So that's why we're talking about this right now. And I, I know we all have those people. You, you probably have more out there now, you know, Yeah. where it's just like, gosh, I wish I had more time to spend with this person. And you and I did that dance for, I mean, I would say a decade, you know, we've known each other yeah. for 12 solid, years. Yeah. Solid decade. Run into each other every few months, every, you know, talk to each other once a year. I moved away for a couple of years. Like yeah. it was a slow burn. And then there came a time where we had just said that and followed up enough times to where we started to have an increased amount of time together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then something happened, ironically, when I moved away from the town that we both mm-hmm. lived in. That's when we started spending a lot of time together. Yeah. Well, this project has been has been a big one. And I don't even, I'm not sure if I want to call it a project anymore because it just is the podcast. And the Cutting for Sign podcast is a, is a unifying thing for us. So, but back to the, back to the check-in, what we found is at first at first kind of ad hoc it was a little bit informal we would begin to use the voice message feature of iMessage and we would leave these like two or three minute reviews of our days right and it would be like this is what happened to me today or this is what i'm dealing with these are the things that are challenging in my relationship or my job or work or school or whatever it might be or something i'm just um wrestling with internally and and then we would respond with with both our own check-in of what's going on in our day, but often encouragement and just a bit of reflection and a little bit of 
I, I'm, I, hes- I hesitate to use the word space holding, but that's what that shit is. You know, it is, it is us making room in our life to hear each other and be heard by one another. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe for the listener too, just to write off the bat here, what the end result of this is, is Ronald and I talk or leave a voice memo, usually talk through Zoom. Yeah. Once, about once a day. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, I would say about five or six times a week. Yeah. Maybe five times a week. Yeah. And we give each other five to 15 minutes each. Mm-hmm. And generally the other person doesn't interrupt. And that person has the floor to talk about what they want to talk about. And a lot of this came and then that's it. Yeah. Um, and this, another step of this came from your work in men's groups mm-hmm. and us being in that writing group with yep. another person who led men's groups professionally. Yep. And so we kind of ran the writing group like a ch- like a men's group yep. or like a group, you know, and a support group. And those tend to start with checking in and yeah. at least the ones I've been exposed to, Hey, let's yeah. check in mentally and physically and emotionally, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then we started using that in our day to day. And then without even really knowing it, eventually it became something that it's like, I'll get a text. Hey, you know, you want to check in or it'll be yeah. the night before catch you tomorrow at the check-in. And I know that this is something that took a long time for you and I to cultivate in many ways. And the podcast mm-hmm. was huge because it brought us together and, and it kind of greased the groove of, mm-hmm. of hopping on zoom and, you know, the supportive sort of net, uh, that supportive net that, that, that helps anything have legs long-term, you know, anything I try to chuck into my life right off the bat, it's like, it doesn't have the supportive wires to it, you know, in the base, the platform, it just, and it'll kind of fall apart. It takes a while to build that. The podcast was a big part of that, but anyways, you get the point. Just giving a little bit of, a little bit of context. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So let's, let's do a check-in. We'll, we'll, let's, you know, we'll demonstrate how we learned it. Uh, I think together, you know, I basically took what I had, had learned all the years of leading men's groups and groups before that, many groups, and then hybridized it with um, the other guy that was in our group. He's actually been on the podcast, Richard. and um, Richard Hubbard, yeah. Richard Hubbard. And, and so I'll give us the kind of formal structure, but what we've done over time has made it a little less informal, but I think a lot of it is internalized for us. So we're, we're doing it. We're using the same structure. We're just not calling it. We're not, we're not calling that out. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it used to be checking in um, mentally, emotionally, physically, and then, yeah. And then grind my teeth spiritually. <laughs> yeah. So we're not we, a fan of that. Word, we use but, the acronym PIMS, PIMS. Yeah. But we don't do that anymore. And no, we don't. Honestly, yeah. we probably could get back into that because yeah. that's a very light, easy structure that works. Yeah. So we'll, I'll start. We'll do, we'll use this PIMS, you know, so physical emotional, mental, spiritual. So physically, I'm checking in, Daniel. We're checking it out every way here. You know, physically, I feel good. I worked out three days in a row. I'm taking today off. I'm going to start back up uh, Monday or Saturday, Sunday. And I'm uh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happiest. My brain works best when I'm working out. And I can tell. Like, I don't, I'm not doing it to, like, get strong, although I like getting strong. But it, it feels like an experience of taking care of my brain, taking care of my mental health. Uh, emotionally, which leads that into it. I feel really good, man. Since I've gotten back from that men's group, I was out in Mexico this last weekend. I don't know. I'm feeling, I wake up well, I go to sleep well. Um, 
I wake up, you know, this kind of slides over to the mental side too. I wake up feeling refreshed, but what I have noticed, and this is a conversation and this is a continuation of the conversation we've been having all week is part of my own issue of becoming a man is my the the culture that i was rebelling against in ma- in the masculine world um and my father of course right like a, like we all have some kind of father wound or mother wound or something was was judging people who had really bad anger problems and my dad was one of those and i grew up in a part of the country where I mean, I was shot at, like there was a lot of violence, like it was, it was a a rageful place and I've heard it still is. And, um, and so I prided myself on not being a rageful person, like anger. And I would kind of blanketly do that. Like anytime someone lost their temper or showed anger, I was like, well, that person's not in control of themselves. I think the, the unfortunate side effect of that is it kind of made me a liar. It did make me a liar because I wouldn't admit how I really felt often. And I got so disconnected from being able to be like, to use anger in a normal way. Like anger is functional. It helps us express our physical uh, emotions and helps us like get out things that are stuck in our body. And I've been practicing that this week. I've been like yelling in the car and, and playing aggressive music and just trying to like connect to that part of me that comes right up to rage you know rage rage is uncontrolled i i I would my loose interpretation of it is like when you've lost control and and you're redlining and there's no kind of like real reason other than it's the the adrenaline cortisol completely spiked and i'm trying to get to that place in my body where i can and mentally and this is very difficult for me to like allow anger to flow through me and i'm and i'm poking in and out of it, I think, okay. It's like every day I'm getting a little bit better at it and, and had a kind of a moment in the car where I was screaming and yelling the other day and uh, a little bit this morning where I was blasting some nine inch nails, which felt cathartic. <laughs> so, and, and I think spiritually, man, I think it's just like, it's a form of honesty that I've avoided. And I didn't realize that it was dishonest to suppress those emotions. And you've been helping me with that. Like the other day I left a long kind of like angry venting voice message of just yeah. naming my frustrations in my life right now. And, uh, and that felt great. And in hearing you kind of reflect some stuff back to me, felt great. So that's me checked in. Okay. Nice, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess another part of this, we don't really always activate this cause I think we have a feel for it, but yeah. You know, do you want any feedback or anything? Or... Yeah. Yeah. For the sake of the demonstration, and okay. also just for myself, I would like some feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. And you can, you can, you can make fun of me. If you need to joke around, it's okay. <laughs> like don't, because <laughs> we oh, do fuck with each other sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely part of it. Um, so there's a few things uh, that just kind of crossed my mind. And and first of all, I just, I think that was the first time you ever left a voice memo like that. That was a vulnerable thing to do. It was an honest yeah. thing to do. And it really opened up some doors. I noticed in you over the next, you know, the following couple of days, you were like kind of feeling a little bit more honest in other ways. I think there was a little crossover yeah. there and it was just really nice to hear you mad 
because you and I don't have a relationship where we have gotten really upset with each other and we have that kind of, you know, we'll usually talk things and arrive to issues before they become a real issue. So yeah. you, you've gotten upset with me one, one time really. And then probably several times before that, that weren't really like detectable because you, you have hidden, hidden that, yeah. you know, it, at least for me or, and not in a negative way, like some of it's you're protecting relationships and stuff. But my point is, is that it was very refreshing to hear that voice memo and to hear you frustrated and angry. And I really, really felt like I knew you a little bit better, just like mm -hmm. that. And it, you know, it wasn't directed toward me. None of it was directed toward me. So it was very easy to do. And I remember saying back to you, you can do that all you want. I like yeah. it, you know, yeah. because you and I are on a quest to be more honest, you know, with ourselves and to more fully express and honestly express our emotions. So they don't go unrecognized or get pent up. So first of all, I just think that that was really great and inspired me and helped me. And, you know, our last check-in that we did, I think yesterday, I was frustrated, you know, not really about anything specific. I just felt a little bit challenged. So, mm. you know, you, you, you know, that's one thing about these check-ins that's been helpful is, is it has been a safe space for you and I to also share with each other and confront each other if we have issues between each other and also with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's happened a couple of times. Like remember around active listening and maybe we can talk about that after yeah. I'm done checking in, but you know, it's, it's been very helpful in a lot of ways. And your last, you doing the things that you did last week around anger. And I didn't know you were doing these exercises too. I think that's awesome that you're doing. I'm curious. I have a question for you. Yeah. When you do those things like playing the music and yelling the, the yells and hitting the thing, yeah. you know, whatever you're doing, does it feel like you're expressing authentic anger? No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's so a good question. It, it, like I, I, it, it comes up against the feeling of authenticity. That's a great uh -huh. question. But I think it's something I've masked so much that I don't, I'm not entirely sure I know what a real authentic anger is yet. Oh, sure you do, man. You've yeah. been pissed a bunch. You know, you've talked no, Well, about what I mean is like, there's, I, I, of course, of course, I've been very angry at a lot of different situations and I've yeah. been able to like express that fine in the moment. But this feels more like a clogged canal. I see what you mean. You know, this feels like this feels like old residue that needs to be worked yeah. out, not just in the moment. I'm I'm okay being angry in the moment. Like I've been angry at yeah. strangers and my kids and, and my wife and, and friends and all that. And um but there is also another part of me that has repressed a shit ton, you know, and there's this like a part of me that that I would really say, and this is this is I don't know if I've ever admitted this out loud anywhere maybe subtly, maybe like in a backhanded way, I carried a lot of like false optimism and false gratitude and false sense mm. of positivity because I felt obligated to do that because of my culture, how I grew yeah. up also kind of superstitiously, you know, it's like, Oh, if I'm not this, then I'm going to like something bad's going to happen or the good in my life that I want won't work out. And I think it's another way I've been inauthentic and another way I've, I've, li I've yeah. lied, right? That's a huge one. And man, Ron, that's one thing I like about the check-in PIMS yeah. acronym, because there's a distinct difference between mental and emotional. Yeah. And 
I think that having a strong distinction or an increasingly strong distinction between those two aspects is vital for maturity. Mm-hmm. And people can be very mentally, a person can have a lot of mental tools to get on the path, affirmations, be grateful, yeah. you know, focus on the, on the positive, let your emotions get free. Those are all mental ideas, right? But the emotional experience, which is closer to what I call a state of being, your state of being is your subconscious and your conscious all expressing itself. And to change and evolve your state of being is done in my estimation and experience through the mental to the emotional, you know, and it's, it's really important to have an emotional experience of something if you're, if you're wanting to and if you are changing you know Mm -hmm. and i'm not belittling in any or devaluing the mental it's just that's a route to the thing that is churning below the surface that you need to adjust if you want the waves to change shape you know and and so speaking to speaking to whether or not you're experiencing real anger when you are doing these things is important, you know, speaking to when someone's saying an affirmation, are you taking the time, whatever that time may be, maybe it's a very little, maybe it's a lot to have an emotional belief and inner experience of what you're trying to change. For me to sit down and try to change my take on finances or, you know, women or uh, my body, I need to lay down and focus, you know, to start to get into the emotional you you physically mean to lay down like you actually have to like lay flat i gotta put it all down i gotta put it put it all i put it all down i generally lay down but Mm. and i don't do it enough i haven't done it enough but some i I appreciate that you do but anyways not to get too into the weeds on all that but i appreciate you speaking to the mental and the emotional and and this distinct distinguishing between the two Mm -hmm. okay thanks for your reflection uh are you did you didn't check in yet no, my turn to yeah. check in. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So uh, physically, I'm doing pretty well. I had a kind of a breakthrough yesterday. I did hot yoga twice in a row. I've only done that once before. Um, I didn't hurt myself. I am slowly building toward being able to do yoga five days a week, hot yoga, which is, a, is, can be intense. And I had a really nice discussion. There's this side note. There's one of, one of the guys that goes there is a professor at Chico state here, mm-hmm. but he's a vagabond. He has no home. And so he lives Incredible. out of, it's awesome. And he looks like a professor. Like he's kind of, he's got glasses and he's balding and he's a little overweight and he's pale skin. I don't know. He just looks like, a, like yeah. he's been reading a lot of books for his life. Um, he's a very, down to earth, awesome, interesting person got to talking about yoga and long story short, you know, he just helped me kind of arrive to a place that I need to change the way that I am with my body uh, Mm. as, as most clearly expressed through yoga, which is, Mm. you know, when I go in there, I'm going in there to rest as much as I am to push Mm. and the flow in between it being gentle and being engaged and potentially engaged intensely is like a balance that you and I, I think are, are working out in our lives. And it is showing up on the micro in, in yoga for me. And I kind of succeeded a little bit yesterday. So physically I'm, I'm um, 
pretty happy because then after that, I went out with friends and I almost always come straight home. So I did mm. yoga twice and then I went out to like farmer's market and walking around and, you know, kind of partying a little bit. Yeah. And, um, and I still feel okay today. So, you know, just taking care of the body is really important to me. And, and I feel I'm pretty, pretty successful around that today. Um, mentally, the things I'm telling myself, um, the things I'm focusing on, you know, I feel pretty good. Sometimes I get a little bit lost in the weeds. Um, I feel a little overwhelmed, like I can't let go of certain tasks to do, stuff like that. Um, but I'm feeling like I'm prioritizing better. Today, for example, I'm putting down three appointments that I had because I need to work on a, a painting um, and get that finished. And, you know, it felt really good to mentally let go of these things that I was kind of attached to and looking forward to doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then emotionally, um, emotionally last the last few weeks i've cried a lot and they haven't they've been a different a little bit different you know vintage of tears they haven't been tears of joy as much or tears of when you're watching a when you're watching a movie and the the person wins the race that's not supposed to win you know that yeah that type of tears those tears come easier these tears have been a little bit like the anger you're talking about a little old you know and yeah and um but flowing and i actually had a therapy appointment and i do therapy about every two weeks and this therapist she was like right at the end of our session she goes um we, I started getting kind of emotional and she just didn't have anyone the whole next hour. And we stayed an entire another hour and I cried almost the whole time. And so that felt really healthy to me. Yeah. And they weren't tears of, you know, they were good tears. They were yeah. tears that were very welcomed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just feel like emotionally I'm a little bit healthier. I'm experiencing anger, you know, when I'm angry and I'm getting it out in a pretty healthy way. And I'm able to also experience love, you know, toward people that I haven't experienced in a long time. So I'm pretty grateful. It comes in waves. I'm probably still pretty bound up emotionally, um, but for good reason. And, yeah. you know, um, and it's, I think it's a long process to, to come out of that. So, yeah. yeah. So I would say that's where I'm at. I'm checked awesome. in. You want any, uh, do you want any reflection or anything like that? Any comments? Yeah, definitely. I'm totally yeah. open to that. Yeah. Um, definitely no advice. And then, and I would say as a, as a, um, kind of prescriptive way of doing this for folks is sometimes, you know, we, we asked permission to each other if we wanted any feedback. And I think another thing that we, uh, have gotten really good at is we're, is we don't try to fix each other's problems. Uh, and, and I think in the beginning we would, or at least I would to you. And I know, and I started to notice, he just needs to be listened to. I just need to be listened to. Oftentimes just getting that shit out there helps more than anything 100%, else. 100%. And, and just being heard, you know, and, so, and, and empathetically going, man, I'm sorry, you're going through that or, or whatever it, it might be. If somebody tries to fix a problem that I'm emotional about while I'm mm. expressing emotion, it yeah. shuts that emotion down for me. And I oh, get really, good. I get really shut down. I remember this one time, my sister, She's not, she, at the time was about 12 years ago. She was pretty bound up emotionally and she felt really uncomfortable around at least me when I was emotional because we didn't see each other very often. She really yeah. looked up to me and I was having a hard time. 
and I was crying in front of her and I was like, I, at that time I was just starting to cry more consistently and the floodgates were kind of, kind of about to open. Yeah. And she, I was crying in front of her, hadn't seen her in a couple of years and I was having a hard time and these were like good tears. And she was like jumping in and trying to talk to me. And I was like, I was, it really totally closed the valve. And I yeah. was really sad about that. And I never yeah. really talked to her about it because it wasn't, it was, it was gone. You know, we were, yeah. Anyways, sorry to cut you off. No, no, that's not that's not a cutoff. That's a good, um, that's a good example of of the wrong, the a good intention being in the wrong at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and as you as you as we learn as men to check in with this, like sometimes that thing inside us that wants to fix things or or be there for someone just needs to be, you know, put that down for a moment. Put that down for a moment. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of things to say about your check-in because I, like I, other than um, it's, I'm curious for us both on this, like this part of us that we are unearthing and sometimes, sometimes it needs tears to come out. Sometimes it needs screaming in the cars to come out. Sometimes we've spoken at, at length. It, sometimes it needs the writing exercise or the painting or whatever it is that is kind of lighting us up the most. Sometimes it needs a good run. Sometimes it needs a good hot bath. Sometimes it needs a lay down. Sometimes it needs, you know, quiet. And, and I, and I like how you're describing all those different things in your life. And I, and that helps me, that helps me a lot. Well, and I think it gives me more <clears throat> tools not to be, you know, so as to not be remiss, I think an important part, and we might want to even add this into our check-ins, Ron, oh. which is let's not just focus on the positive, you know? Yeah, like, totally. I, I almost feel like it would be good evolution of our check-ins to, you know, to involve like, if the person just said a bunch of positive stuff, which I just did, yeah, to say, okay, now what are you challenged with? You know? Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, oh yeah, you did that the other day. It was really cool. Mm. You go, you, you talked a bunch on a, on a voice memo and then you were like, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And you were like, wait a minute, am I doing yeah. good? And then you said some stuff that was like, not so hot. And I loved that moment. You know, I even mentioned it later. I was like, that was a very honest moment. I feel like that came from your, that was a change in your life in our dynamic that came from that choice to leave me that angry voice yeah. memo. You know, again, it wasn't about me. You were, you were asked if you could vent and you vented. Um, and I really liked that moment. Um, so, you know, if I were to just extend my check-in a little bit here, you know, so there's some things I'm str struggling with and challenged with right now, you know, that I'm yeah. curious about, you know, and one of them is around structure in life because we need to be really productive this summer around painting, Yeah. you know, podcasting also these, these professional pursuits, they need to have some you know, it's time to act a little bit more like a professional or to be honest, maybe even this might be a watershed moment. I need to act a lot more like a professional. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a little bit nervous about that because I feel like I'm, I'm trying the line, like I can't fail, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and yep. the, the stakes are definitely not like I'm going to die or like go insane, but they're, they feel, you know, they feel healthy pressure. Yeah. Um, and so that's on my mind, you know, and then the other thing is just some interpersonal relationships where I can feel myself wanting to wiggle into old habits or act from places that are not from my values of, a, of particularly around abundance and, 
trusting the right things at the right time will be in your life and not being fearful of letting things go. And so a couple interpersonal relationships that I, I feel like I have the opportunity to take a left instead of a right. And I kind of know I'm going to fail. <laughs> no, it's not all yeah. or nothing, but it, if I'm going to yeah. fail, I just want to fail less than I have before. So, yeah. you know, anyways, you get, I won't go on because I don't want to take too much of this time up, but that, that would, I think that's a little bit more honest of a check-in too. Yeah. That's a, that's a, my guess for us both and for me, especially around that pausing to reflect on the true condition of how we feel, how I feel. I'll use, I'll use me is a big challenge to me because the, the religious culture I came from and maybe Mm -hmm. just my personality type of wanting to be liked, be a people pleaser, you know, I don't want to project anything that would make someone uncomfortable or think I don't have it together or any of all that, any of that other bullshit which is all just bullshit. Um, that's what that was when I was, you know, paused the other day. And I'm trying to do that more often. I'm trying to do that with like, you know, appropriate measures to the right people. So yeah. appropriate measures to my children, appropriate measures to my wife, appropriate and good and wholesome and, and like, you know, high, high quality, high quantity efforts with you because it's safe. And this is what this, yeah. you know, part of what this friendship is about. And, and I guess for, you know, for this, for the sake of this in here, like I, you know, the, the negative things or the challenging things right now in my life are I, I've been in business a long time. I've been in the coaching business a long time and I've always hated a certain aspect of it, which is the marketing. And, and that is actually like 80% of what I have to do. And I have a lot of resentment around it. A lot, a lot of resentment, a lot of judgment, a lot of you know, even as I'm talking, I can feel like I, I kind of want to go on a rant about it. And, and over this last weekend, Do I realized it. like, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what to say other than like, it's fucking annoying. And the, the, the competition for our engagement, the competition for our attention is ruthless, right? There are billion, billion dollar companies who know how to get our attention immediately and keep our attention and it's brain science. They hire brain scientists to, to look at this shit. You know, when I was looking at master's degrees around continuing education, I wanted to get, there's literally literal master's degrees on attention hijack. Basically those are my words, but it's for marketing and that's a fucked up idea to me. That's a really scary idea. So the fact that I even have to get into that camp a little bit in order to, um, you know, create revenue for my business and help people. I I have a lot of resentment and I, and unfortunately I like, there are so many failed businesses and failed services because that they, they can't make that jump. And, and I'm fighting that I'm fighting that a lot right now. And it's, and I, and I know that I have to do that because I've hired a marketing company and all this other stuff. So my where i'm having to settle with that is like i can be an ethical and good marketer i have to decide that that's a decision within me and that's not an easy decision decision for me but it's yeah. i know that i have to be there that's my challenge yeah i mean thanks for sharing and i think that you know regarding emotions and stuff yeah. like our conversations on here you know 
emotions like anger and frustration are a hundred percent welcome. Yeah. Like the most important part, I think for you and I, you know, with one of the ways that our friendship has served us is in calling each other out gracefully accountable, accountable, being accountable to each other around authenticity. Yeah. And, you know, if someone, if one of us is doing something that is, um, seems inauthentic you know we have a safe space through their check-ins through just our friendship in general to express that you know to be like hey you know i don't think you're being authentic here and we've done it and that's kind of a hard thing to tell somebody and a hard thing probably to hear you know so you know i've appreciated that and i think that you know one little thing i've noticed around inauthenticity and inauthentic inauthenticity is is people will like active listen and they'll agree with people and they don't agree. And I think that that's one of my favorite little phrases around parenting is when someone says the kid has a mind of their own, you know, I love when it, cause they'll be like, something will hit them and they're like, maybe another person might not and be like, yeah, just to like not cause a problem. And I love when people can gracefully not always being contrary, yeah. but just they stand, they, they're like the world hits them and there's a filter and that if it's bullshit or if it doesn't resonate or if they don't think it's true, it doesn't get passed. And I really like that. Yeah. You know, I think that you and I can both do that more. I've found it liberating. And the same goes for when somebody doesn't um, know something. A lot of times mm-hmm. I notice people will, someone will be talking about something they'll be like yeah like they know and i'm like i know that person doesn't know the thing they just (laughs) made it look like they knew yeah no and it's like what a missed opportunity to ask a question and learn something and also get on a little bit more like maybe grounded humble basis with whatever you're talking about again gets a little bit off track but these are all things around authenticity that i think are really important yeah oh i know i know one thing i want to say about this is in a big way for me, these check-ins have been an accelerator of sorts. Our ability to be vulnerable, our ability to share, our ability to be heard has done a lot of heavy lifting for me emotionally, mentally, that I didn't have a place for it. Like it, I, at a certain point, I realized like this isn't for my wife. Mm, I'm, not nice. a, I'm not in a uh, relationship with, a, or you know, I've had therapists several times in my life, but I'm not, I don't have one right now. Um, I'm in a coaching, I'm in a men's group, but we don't meet very frequently enough to feel like these check-ins, you know, every time you go, there's like, you know, we've got a half hour, an hour of content that I could like check in with. (laughs) So there's a lot of heavy lifting that happens from just the, those like three to seven to eight minute, sometimes shorter, sometimes longer voice messages we do to each other, do for each other. And then also these like five to 15 minute check-ins that we do most days, like you were saying, like a lot of heavy lifting happens during that time for me. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. And that's probably something I could be better at in my life is that idea of what you just said of what, what kind of relationships are best for what type of processing or, you know, verbal experience, you know, a therapist, you have like maybe a romantic partner, you have friends, you know, strangers, you know, and, and um, maybe you have colleagues, you know, yeah. and there can definitely be crossover to all of that, but that's a good point, you know, and it's probably been the same for me. You know, I, I tend to be fine going into like, I'm in therapy mode, you know, in a podcast or with a friend or with a straight, like, I don't really, I don't really care too much. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm really inappropriate in that, but I could probably use some of what you're talking about, which is just a little bit of more being aware 
of what what type of communication and engagement you're doing with what type of people. Yeah, big time. I, I, where that's played out the most in my life is realizing how much how much pressure my wife and I put on each other mm. with sharing what we wanted to share. We we are we're big believers in vulnerability. We're big believers in the truth and honesty and everything with each other. And and at a certain point, this was a few years ago. I was like, "There's too much. Wait, like this this relationship shouldn't have to bear this with each other. Like it's we're t- dealing with a lot enough already, and having to go this extra place. And and it's not to say there's anything either of us are hiding from each other, but to process what we're dealing with, we have found more appropriate channels. One of those channels is me with you right now. Yeah, you know, like, and I've said to her many times, like, God, I'm so grateful that Dan, Dan and I have this ability to have these conversations. I feel super safe. I feel really heard. Yeah. I'm learning a lot every time we do this, and and she, and I could tell, like, and she's like relieved, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like thank oh. God you've got that place. And she's also jealous. She's like, God, I wish I had a better outlet for that kind of thing in my life. I mean, I think that's an. Imp- brings up a couple important points. One is when we were talking about this is how people can actually create this in their own life. And Hey, it might take a long time and it might look different. Like Ron and I kind of struggled that we like each other enough, you know, and have the time and the flexibility to um, engage every day, pretty much. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a gold standard, I would think. But, you know, if, if you can do this with someone once a month, once a week, it it's can be inconsistent, you know, but yeah. if it just happens, that grease is a groove that five years later might turn into something more consistent. Um, so mm-hmm. that's important. And then the other thing I was thinking is, you know, when you, you and I, you have checked in with me and left a voice memo of some pretty vulnerable stuff, like soft underbelly, you're like shadow life, you know, Shat, not like that you have a whole nother life, but you know, sure. this is part of like Ron's, not too many people know about that. We, we probably all have it. And I have really, really appreciated that. And I think I told you recently that I don't think you could come to me with anything that would make me feel any less of you. You know what I mean? And I feel like you've leaned on that and you've showed me some pretty like, not to judge it, but like, you know, ugly parts of yourself, sure. you know? And those have only made me respect you more, you know? And so I think that's an important part of this, um, to have the safe space and the open space and the ability to, to, to do that. And you've, it's, it's caused me to share some things about myself that I just haven't told people, you know? And so I would share them with you and it felt a little uncomfortable, but then I'm like, Oh, nothing happened. So now I can be more honest, Yeah. not only with you, but maybe I'm one step closer to being more honest with other people. Yeah. And maybe even in some way, honest with myself. I wonder if that ability to be honest with that stuff has helped us through conflict because we've had a couple of moments in this relationship sure. where conflict has come up. Like, like I was mad at you or you found like, we'll use the uh, active communication one as a good example. So I would, you act in the way that you described it, active listening is when you're speaking and you're in your, you know, several seconds of speaking and i just start to go mm-hmm, yeah uh-huh that well, kind yeah, of thing is that right active listening in general not not a bad thing just it's a thing is yeah any sort of show physically or verbally that you are listening it's not a yeah. bad thing right but the verbal 
the verbal thing was like interrupting your flow. The version of it that you were doing yeah. was pretty triggering and very often. And it was just, it, it was really str- frustrating. And I was that for a long time. Yeah. And I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't I think it was a you problem. I thought it was a me problem. And then one day it just yeah. came up. Yeah. And I was like, I got to do this. And I yeah. talked and, and it was amazing. Yeah. We, so we spoke about, I don't know, a half hour maybe. At least. At least about it. And you were really nervous about it, about yeah. bringing it up. And I felt scared because I, I think there's a part of me and I, and I, that is this fear of being found out. Like this fear of like, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not aware I'm doing something wrong. I'm hurting, I'm harming, I'm annoying. Um, and then suddenly like it gets exposed. And I had to fight that. I was like, oh fuck, what, what am I doing? What am I dealing with? Yeah. And you're telling, and I, and I had to kind of find this like strong yet flexible self in that and listen. And I, instead of going, fuck off, man, I, I care about you. That's just the way I am. I really listened right. to it. And I, and, and then something even better happened, which was not only did it help me in communication with you or, or on the podcast, but it really helped me as a parent hmm. because it made me more focused on hearing what my children are saying and more focused on how I make them feel when they're speaking with me versus needing an answer or trying to correct them or having something to say, but simply creating that space. And I, and it's, it's like kind of been a, a bit of a, like a, a, a pretty fast up leveling in the way I parent. I I've, I've seen that in the way that you've listened with me, it's been a very fast update of how you listen and the presence. You actually a better listener than I am. Now you inspire me all the time. Cause you're just still, you'll nod. like you can act and listen in a lot of different ways, but like you're there with me and, and it's, it means the world. You know, one thing, my therapist, I was dating this girl about a year ago and she was really quiet all the time, but she didn't seem uncomfortable. And then I went to my therapist and I was like, this girl does this thing. It's really cool. She's just quiet. She'll just watch me if I'm cooking or like, she said one time, Hey, can I come over and just like hang out with you while you paint? And I was like, it's interesting. And she goes, she goes, the best thing, one of the best things a parent can do for a child is un, non-judgmental, non-critical, yeah. no expectations, supportive presence, you know, and it's a gift. And I realized that this, this person did that for me. She did it with a lot of people. I'm sure it's her, who she was, but I didn't realize that was a need you know, for me. And it was, and I think the way that you listen, especially now, it's more like that, man, you're just there. And I get to move and I get to, you know, you know, another thing about the check-ins, you know, to wrap it back into that, I know we just have a couple minutes left is now when it's my turn to talk in a check-in, I can be quiet, you know, and I can consider something and that space is safe it's, it's not going to go away. Yeah. And that has been huge. And that's also a little bit more of that. And there are micro versions of that in the way a person active listens. If you're always, and this is probably not an if, or, you know, it's how you do it, you know, but there's a species of active listening that is cutting the person off, cut them off every time you make a sound, you know, and 
that makes it made it difficult for me to express. And so I've just appreciated it. That that's a great example of what we're talking about. Yeah. Great. Well, I hope this is an encouragement to somebody that they hear this and, 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 and then I know that probably the big challenging thing is to find someone to do this with. <laughs> it took us a while. Yeah. <laughs> it took us a while. But... I have other friends I want to do it with and yeah. they're like, they're not available. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thing. There, I've I've got really good friends that I've been close with for yeah. a long time, well, long time, and there's this isn't available in that. Every bit as close as you and I are, my friend David and I are. Yeah, you know, we have twenty years of history, mm-hmm. and he is not available for this. Like, there's no way. He just work capacity bandwidth. Yeah, sure, and it's 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 bummed me out for a long time, and that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful for. You know, I got. What I always wanted with this other friend and probably with just a friend, I've gotten it with you. And these check-ins have been a, a backbone recently of, of that. It's just, it's just been great. I hope people can take some personal, you know, something out of this conversation. I hope it was valuable. It certainly has been for me. It's to put some articulation around some of what we're doing and, and update a couple of the ways we do it. It's really good. Yeah. Thanks for this, man. Appreciate it. Glad we got to do this. 100%. And um, let's do it again. Let's keep checking in. Yeah. Is there anything else that you feel like you have to say about this? Let me check in. Let me, let me, let me think about that for a second. I think the more, the more flexibility I've had to this, to checking in with you, in other words, not feeling like I like the structure. I think structure is exactly what we need, but but then being flexible enough in yeah. that structure to go, not every box needs to be checked. And yet, and yet sometimes going over it too fast and then not sitting long mm. enough to listen to my body, listen to my yeah. mind, to really check in on that stuff that's running in the background. Um, that's where I personally find I need to practice more flexibility or at least more uh, some kind of way of giving myself the room and bandwidth to feel all my feelings and to really notice what might need to come to the surface. And I, I know for me at this stage in my life right now, that's a lot of unaddressed frustration in all kinds of areas, not just work, but just all kinds of other places in my life that gets uh, that I set aside because I have I have judgments over them and think like that's not okay to think that way. And 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 back to your point you just said a few minutes ago about the role of a good parent is this non-observ non-judgmental presence. Well, one role. One role. Yeah, yeah. And I've been trying to do that more and more in my life and this has been helpful because it it is a place where I can articulate these feelings and emotions. And on your, on our own, it's on my own, it's difficult to articulate them. I've had, I've got some exercises around how I do that, but there's nothing, I don't think there's anything that beats being around another person to do that. Yeah. So that's my last part. That's my last part. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. This has been a joy. Always is a joy to get to do this stuff with you. Does that sound, does that sound real when I say that, that flat? (laughs) (laughs) This is a joy. To get to it's, do it's, this. it's it's really good doing this for you it's the best thing in my life so um okay leave meeting 
Adios. <laughs> <laughs> what would be better is if this meeting ended. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. All right.